I would like you to consider what if hypnotherapy, NLP or even ayahuasca is the best thing, a best gift you could give it to yourself. You could, of course, continue as you are, but how long do you plan to put up with life as it is? You are worthy of so much more. What does it have to happen for you to understand we don't have to exist and live okay, unhappy, disconnected lives? So many of us engage in very destructive coping mechanism just to be able to function on a daily basis. We do everything not to feel. We get so good at lying even to ourselves. But we are not our emotions. Notice modalities such as hypnotherapy or even ayahuasca helps you to address the root cause of your issues, of your disconnection, of the trauma that feeds your disconnection from your true self. And it's such a perfect timing because I just returned from Mexico where I trained as a NLP master practitioner to add to my practice, which absolutely rocks my practice right now. And when I was there, I had a session with a shaman, which I feel so good about bringing this episode to you, where I speak to Michael Tornhell from Casa Calectica in Peru. We talked about the importance of feeling of all the emotions. We talked about ayahuasca. We talked about how we destroying ourselves with engaging in the destructive coping mechanisms and strategies that we develop. We talked about the importance of unconditional self-love, about how important it is in your evolution, in your growth to address the root cause of the issues and your disconnection. We talk about silence, meditation and so much more. I'm sure that you will love this episode is very different to my usual episodes just because we bring you a plant medicine. So without further ado, I'm sure that you will enjoy this episode. Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Evelina Szczeblewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life 
on your terms. Thank you, Michael, for joining me on my podcast. I was really looking forward to this uh, conversation because I think a lot of people are going to take a lot out of it. And hopefully it will bring them some healing, some understanding, expand their awareness. Yeah, so that's my intention anyway for this episode. So welcome. Evelina, thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure to, to be here. Very much looking forward to diving deep into some interesting topics with you all today. Yeah, and I think they are going to be really interesting. Something that I haven't talked about on my show. So that is definitely something very different. Um, so if we can start off, so we've, we've talked before, but to bring that to my audience, if you can tell me what has happened in your life that brought you on your journey that led you to be where you are. So you can maybe tell us where you are and what you do and what, what happened, what has happened in your life uh, that, you know, you end up on this path. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for asking. So my name is Michael Thornhill. I'm originally from the UK. I now live in Peru with my wife, Jamie, and together we are co-founders of Casa Galactica, a multidimensional center for healing and evolution. So we work with plant medicines, ayahuasca, alternative healing modalities to help people empower their healing, activate their intuition and embody their truth. Now, my life, I didn't land here. I wasn't born in Peru. I was in, originally in Wales and I'd never heard of plant medicines. I was not into spirituality and I was suffer suffering from anxiety, uh, depression, and was heavily addicted to many drugs, uh, work, sex, money, everything really apart from gambling. I guess I was just gambling with my life. That was probably how that one fitted. I was in. like it. <laughs> but it, yeah, so I was, I was not really wanting to live past 30 years old. I didn't think I would live to 30. I was quite suicidal. And that was really why I turned to drugs and partying. And I was into DJing and producing music. And that lifestyle just seemed like one that was a very much an escape from my regular work life, which was working in recruitment, in headhunting, in the rat race, trying to be successful and make money. And eventually I did actually start my own company and we were successful and it was a, it was a great company and we shifted into working into renewable energy and, and these things. And that was, I guess, probably part of the beginning part of my awakening was actually beginning to start work for myself, not being, having to follow the rules of a larger organization, shifting into renewable energy. And that was really beginning to think about the planet and the wider environment was probably a beginning shift towards consciousness expansion. But it was actually the fact that I was still heavily addicted to drugs that I began to look into meditation. And my mother unfortunately passed away about six years ago. And that was, a, that was a really big awakening process for me to see death in the face, which gave me a different perspective mm. on life. And it was a motivator for me to begin to think about how can I really move through these addictions? And I tried therapy, I tried other things, and I started to get more into meditation and then went to some yoga classes. And then I was doing some sound healing and then I found ayahuasca. But ayahuasca was the really big transformation for me. And all of these different modalities that I tried in my life, all of these different ways of searching, of looking for help, 
Nothing came close to how ayahuasca in one weekend enabled me to drop cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, all of these other different types of things uh, and immediately gave me distance from the addiction, immediately gave me insight into why I was addicted, immediately gave me insight into the multidimensional existence of reality, which at that period in time was very hard for me to grasp and believe and yeah. integrate. But I, I saw it and it was undeniable. And that took me on a journey where I went to another small ayahuasca retreat. And then after that, went to India. And this is all within a period of about a month. I decided to go to India to learn Reiki, to uh, learn yoga, stay there, meditating, continuing my transformation. And then that led me here to Peru, where I went into the jungle for three months to study with indigenous Shipibo teachers and learning about the traditional ayahuasca uh, plant spirit healing tradition, which we work within. And I decided to stay here and continue training and studying after very quickly realizing this is a lifelong path. I decided to immerse myself in this, in this healing technology, which had been so beneficial for me and continued my own healing and evolution process whilst learning how to hold space for others. And then after many years, uh, we decided to start our own company after I met my wife in the jungle and mm. um, we were working together and the, the medicine and the magic, I would say that flows through us in the work that we do is unique in a way that's just unique as anyone does any of their own work is a unique way of working just like any therapist has their own unique way of working. And we really felt like it was time to break free from the molds of the traditions, break free from the ideas of all of the teachings and take the best parts, distill what's been very beneficial, meld them with the non-dual teachings and our own trauma-informed care background to make a safe, transformative environment for people to heal, grow and evolve. And that's where we are in Peru. And you can see it in the mountains behind And here. Your view is just, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> amazing wow so it's like so much to unpack from what you said in the society that we left today it, i hear this all the time so many of us struggle with understanding of our own emotions we are not being taught how to cope with what's going on uh, we are being so domesticated and we seek the um, way of escape and like you did in alcohol, drugs, sex, porn, I mean, you name it, we all have various ways of coping with it when it's not necessarily a healthy way of coping. Um, obviously, it's your journey and it has led you where you are right now. And I like to think about things that happen in our lives as lessons, because obviously what happened to me has led me to where I am today. If it didn't, I wouldn't be here. So I, I do not regret. I like to look at them as lessons. It just makes me feel a lot better <laughs> about my life. But it's so important to um, be open and aware of our past and how our past affect of where we are. And you found um, release, if I can call this, in ayahuasca. There's so many different modalities and different things works for different people. I work hypnosis, which I believe is probably not too far off to what you're doing is just a bit different mm. but I think the principles are still very much the same but what how what would you say to someone who hasn't tried ayahuasca before is it safe is it something that you would recommend to anyone is there any preconceptional and rules preparation for the process 
Yeah, for sure. Well, great question. And thank you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing, helping people in your in your beautiful hypnosis work. And thank you for all the work you're doing, bringing great conversations to people here, Evelyn. It's an absolute pleasure oh, to thank be you. here. So Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is an Amazonian brew, which is why I find myself here. And Casa Galactica is here in Peru for one reason, well, a few reasons. The first reason being that it grows here. It's it's the plants are here. Secondly, is it's completely legal here in Peru. So it is a completely national heritage and it's an absolute honor to be able to work and assist people in a way that's recognized here as, as something that's mm. completely beneficial and it's not underground. We don't have to hide talking about it, these types of things so that we can create really great conversations about the benefits, the effects, and talk about trauma and how ayahuasca can help. So firstly, ayahuasca is not necessarily for everyone. The, the, there's a few things. One, you just might not be interested in this. You might not be wanting to go down this journey. Mm. And that's great. That's fine. If something like hypnosis or another alternative healing modality or, or trauma healing sessions are more beneficial for you, that's great. But if you are wanting to work with ayahuasca, then there's also a few different precautions that we need to consider. And this just might be some pre-existing health conditions that could be contraindicated or any medications that you may be taking. And for the most part, all medications, pharmaceuticals need to be taken, although there are some ex need to be abstained from before taking okay. the ayahuasca, although there are some exceptions and we take everyone on a case by case basis. But to create the trauma informed and safe environment, we have a very in-depth trauma informed health and wellness screening process which enables us to get a full background of everyone's medical conditions, health conditions, trauma, spiritual conditions, or whatever may be going on so that we have a full overview that so we can advise if there are any contraindications uh, with ayahuasca or any of the plant medicines. Plus we have in-depth detailed medical guidelines and on our website that you can read through that you can start to see, okay, these are the types of things that are going to be contraindicated. We also give people a free 30 minute consultation if you're not sure what that means or how it fits with your own personal situation so that you can really talk to us and be, okay, this is how this is going to work for me. Or I'm scared about this, or I'm worried about this. I'm not sure about this. We have a great FAQ section as well. So we provide front heavy information to be able to give you all you need to know about ayahuasca. But the benefits of it is that it can it can transform something that might take 5, 10, 15, or 20 years, or that might, in some cases, remain unconscious without the benefit use of plant medicines. It can transform that, and it can help us find more states of bliss, happiness, joy, and true alignment, true passion in life, which is what happened for me, which shifted me from this being out of alignment, heavily addicted, depressed, suicidal, through to doing some great deep trauma healing work and spiritual awakening, and then living my life in my passion, in my work here at Casa Galactica with my, my beautiful wife, Jamie, and dedicating our life to helping others heal and grow. Uh, and the addictions are something that's, that's way, you know, way in my past now, you know, it's, it's just, presents itself sometimes as eating a little bit of one type of food or perhaps drinking a little bit too much cacao from time to time. So it's very, very mild in comparison to partying for days. On end. <laughs> yes. So. But, you know, still, I would say to trying to be, you know, the devil's advocate, someone would say, well, actually, that's still, you know, a, a form of drug or, you know, um, something that, I'm, you know, I mean, curious, but I'm not sure if I really want to try it. So, would you say if someone who's just generally curious about it, is that a good way to try to work with it? Or would you be, 
you know, prefer working with clients who are a bit more open and ready to work with ayahuasca? Yeah, great question. Well, well, the first thing is that ayahuasca is a plant medicine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally call it a drug because of the way that it works. Drugs, mm-hmm. in my experience, are used by pharmaceuticals, uh, pharmaceutical companies to help heal or have a certain effect. Or in recreational drugs, are usually used to escape. Now, the thing with ayahuasca is rather than making you escape from something, it turns you towards something. It turns mm. you towards your unconscious. So it can be used as an escapism and people do use plant medicines and get addicted in different ways from using it to escape being able to process things in day-to-day life. But to answer the, the question in more depth, the transformation that can occur in an ayahuasca, ayahuasca ceremony can be quite difficult. It can be quite challenging. It involves many times purging, which is either vomiting, sweating, crying, different emotions that come up. And of course, we hold you in a trauma-informed and safe container, but we're there to help support you through this whole process. Yet it can be quite challenging. It can be quite difficult. So just like if you were thinking about if you wanted to go and run a marathon, for example, Mm -hmm. that would be a, a difficult challenge. And there would be some discomfort perhaps along the way throughout that process. Yet there would be many benefits with that that would arise from that. Otherwise, no one would run a marathon if it Mm. was just all pain. So then there's the recognition that, okay, it's similar to going to the gym. I'm going to go and I'm going to exert myself. I'm going to put myself through some level of discomfort, perhaps. But on the other side of that, I'm going to be more aligned, healthier, happier. And this is a medicine that works in many cases where Western medicine has failed, where Western medicine is often just treating the symptoms rather than the root cause Mm. of trauma the root cause of physical conditions, rather than putting band-aids on everything, this begins to pull things up at the root cause, which creates deep levels of transformation that can last lifetimes. So really the question I would ask to anyone who's interested in ayahuasca is, why am I coming here? What is my intention? What do I want to receive? How do I want to transform by doing this type of work? And then you'll very quickly be able to see if this is the type of work that you want to do. If you're willing to go through there, through those experiences, which can be sometimes challenging, which can also be sometimes blissful. It's not all challenging. I want to say that at the same time, but it's, are these goals, which I have to transform my life, to heal and evolve? Is it worth me taking a trip to Peru or somewhere else to go through this period of transformation and then living the rest of my life in more of alignment rather than perhaps being comfortable in your current life, but actually not really being happy, actually not really being comfortable, just kind of putting up because that's all you think you're able to deserve or able to achieve. So the question is, do you want radical, authentic transformation? And are you ready to make the commitment to yourself for that healing and evolution? And that's so important what you said, because I would absolutely apply this to hypnosis as well, because Mm. I've got this maybe unpopular opinion and I think like antidepressants for the most part deal with the symptoms, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually deal with the root cause of what's behind you struggling with depression or anxiety, whereas hypnosis as ayahuasca takes you to the root cause and finds, okay, why am I struggling in the first place? Because then we can actually heal all the parts that needs healing. 
and we can create a much better way of being and loving ourselves and looking after ourselves and and having different interpretation about you know what how we want to show up in the world but at the same time it's a process that you need to commit yourself to Losses is not a magic pill like some people think you still need to commit yourself to the process. You still need to commit yourself to listen to the hypnotic audios, to do all the exercise that I ask to do clients. And like you said, sometimes it's a quick process. Some people change very quickly, but some need a lot more work. They need more than one session. And there is a lot more compounded trauma, if I can say this, that needs a lot more unpacking and one session is not enough. But it, it requires your commitment. And it can be challenging because we are unpacking probably painful emotions from the past that you buried deep uh, and you didn't want to look at them. And maybe you engage in um, drinking or shopping or whatever else you've devised as a coping strategy and mechanism. I know that I've used a wall. I built a wall. Basically, I've just hidden my emotions <laughs> behind a very deep wall and I just didn't want to look there. But we all devise different ways of coping with life if we were not able to heal them. And again, ayahuasca, hypnosis, therapy, you name it. There's so many different ways out there. It's all about finding what works for you. Because I'm not saying that hypnosis works for everyone. There's many people who do outright don't believe that it works. <laughs> There's plenty of that as well. And I'm sure ayahuasca is not for everyone as well, because some people might be a bit you know, apprehensive. So would you say this is because anxiety is something that I work with a lot with my clients and I um, struggled with a bit of that as well. Would you say that um, ayahuasca is a very good way to deal with that? Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. I can I can hear the similarities of going deeper into the subconscious with the with the hypnosis and and then the integration process that's that's required to continue to do the work and and affect those changes in life. I think one thing where ayahuasca excels is that it takes us into processes that sometimes they feel like that they're involuntary processes. And what I mean by that is that if you're meditating and then you find yourself facing something uncomfortable, you can kind of just get up and walk away and go and make yourself a sandwich and then mm -hmm. just put that back down there. In ayahuasca ceremony, quite often, some of these deep core traumas will become come up to be re-experienced like whatever is at the root cause of anxiety, and it can be amplified by a, a large amount. So for instance, if you were having a, a, a level of anxiety, it, say, was it like a two yeah. in, in day-to-day life, and then you came with the intention of healing anxiety, you might experience that as an eight or a nine during the ceremony, which would then be, uh, or even just for part of the ceremony, which can be a, a catalytic process because it brings it all out of the system. You might then vomit it up you might then you might then cry it out. You might then find out what happened. There might be a source of PTSD that's, that's very deep within the subconscious. And even though that that's quite an intense period of feeling that anxiety, once it's then gone, the root cause is then gone. And then afterwards, it's quite interesting. As soon as you vomit into the bucket, it's like it's like I'm free. It's like I feel free. It's not like vomiting from being ill or having food yeah, poisoning yeah. or too much alcohol. It's like, ah, oh, something's left me. And then it's like the source of that anxiety has changed and shifted. Mm -hmm. So that, that's that makes very sense powerful. because people cry during hypnotic sessions as well when it's like released, that energetic release. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Very similar. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think uh, ayahuasca is, is very good for treating anxiety and depression and a whole other causes of, of, of um, disorders and diseases or emotional conditions or, or, or mental issues people might find themselves with. And these are just different labels that people use. It's not necessarily all the ones that we kind of subscribe to, but whatever mm. it is you're identifying with, whatever emotions it is that you're identifying with, remember that the, the emotions are not who you are. They're more than likely just the effects of something that happened to you. And then you can release those and then the truth of who you are can come shining through. And I think that's really where ayahuasca and plant medicines excel in really catalyzing and accelerating processes that otherwise would take decades perhaps to kind of get to that resolution. Hmm. That's that's beautiful. Um, so I want to kind of shift the conversation uh, a bit to something else because what I found on my journey and my healing process is that I really didn't love myself. I didn't accept myself. I had a lot of problems with seeing myself as enough, worthy, and a whole lot. And that was obviously a lot to do with what happened to me uh, in my childhood, my you know broken inner child and everything else. And along this process, I realize how much work I have to do on myself. And I think there's not enough talk about is that really everything starts from self because how I see myself, how I love myself, it really impacts how I show up in the world and how others treat me. And I think especially as for women, it, it's more acute, if I can say this, because we get a different messaging from society as we grow up. Would you say that's something it's important from your uh, experience working with people and working with ayahuasca as a whole, there is a crisis of self-love? Yeah, I think, I think that experiencing deep levels of unconditional love, that is a, is a key part of finding the truth of who you are. And a lot of the love that we experience in life is often conditional. Mm -hmm. So we, we are finding, we're chasing after this thing called love. And in many cases, it's, it's not really pure love. It's kind of like got the essence of love with human conditions and traumas and distortions on it. So coming back to this self-love, to this unconditional self-love, being able to cultivate the awareness of that, look after yourself, Yes, that I think that creates a, a great transition in society because people are able to be more aware about who they are, how they feel, what they need, and stop overstepping boundaries to be able to please others. And people will live more and more in alignment. And when you're finding yourself living in alignment, you'll naturally find yourself that that anxiety will begin to dissipate. You'll naturally find that, that the stress will begin to dissipate. When you start learning to love yourself and therefore act in the world and express that and choose things that are in alignment with that self-love, then that creates a, a harmonic balance within your being that enables you to be more peaceful, compassionate, and loving outwardly as well. So once that's then brought and the awareness is is cultivated the awareness is brought its attention to then we can begin to share that outwards because when we're filling ourselves up with self-love we no longer feel like we need to snatch that or drain that from other people around us so there's a much more overflowing and loving and forgiving and compassionate environment and society that we can create through the awareness and cultivation of self-love and that's beautiful what you said because if we love ourselves we show up differently we show up with more compassion in our relationship and then 
other people respond differently to us as well. And it's a ripple effect in a society. And I think it's a much healthier and peaceful society. Unfortunately, that's, I think, it's a bigger problem than we think because I think self-acceptance and self-love and like feeling I'm not enough, I'm not lovable enough, it's a big problem. Yeah, I, th- I think that what you just said and touched upon there is that I'm not lovable. That's that's the generational trauma that's passed down that we begin to believe and we begin to think that we don't deserve these things. We don't deserve that love. We don't deserve abundance. We don't deserve to live the life we want. We don't deserve the partner, the the successful job, the life in alignment. We don't deserve to be on the beach, whatever it is. Mm. So we start living ourselves in that depression and that anxiety because we just, we're unhappy with ourselves. We're not able to feel that love with ourselves. We feel disconnected from creation, from the universe. And then we look and search for these different things and addictions and compulsions and and other behaviors that are not really in alignment with self-love. And we're desperately searching for that self-love to help us feel whole and complete. But the practice of self-love, of spiritual practices, of working with ayahuasca or hypnosis or other healing modalities of whatever it may be, on some sense and level, they're able to help us become aware of that self-love that we deserve, that we deserve to spend that time for ourselves. And then we create that harmonic balance, which means that we no longer need those things on the outside because we're already finding that self-love, which all these addictions and behaviors are just synthetic substitutes for what we really want, which is authentic, unconditional love. And it's not available in the future. It's here and now. You can think it's in the future, but right now you can begin to shift your awareness to the fact that the unconditional love of the infinite creator and universe is here and now for everybody to accept. And that might bring us up against some walls that might bring us up against some limiting beliefs and traumas that we insist that we are separate from the infinite oneness and we are separate from unconditional love. But the more that we open to it, the more that we turn towards that, we turn towards the discomfort from allowing ourselves to accept love, the more those walls break down and the more we can open to that loving unconditional nature that's the truth of who we are. And I think that's really important what you said. I think leaning into the uncomfortable and become aware of our emotions and where we are at and, and welcoming them because burying ourselves in alcohol, it doesn't help, but I feel like, okay, this is what I feel. And okay, why am I feeling this? What is this telling me? And being open to us because everything starts from being aware. Would you say the silence meditation is really helpful in this process as well and becoming more aware of potential trauma of where we are at and exploring those deeper parts of ourselves yeah absolutely by being quiet by being still by following a spiritual practice or or a teacher can be very very beneficial especially in the early stages of spiritual awakening uh, of stepping into a path that can help you to learn how to access these states of consciousness on your own again any good teacher is only going to teach you that you have all this power within but at the very beginning, it's when we're so lost, we don't have a string to hold on to. It can be very, very useful to work with these teachers to be able to, to find that path, to be able to find our own way. Now, simultaneously with meditation, it should be noted that trauma-informed care would dictate that meditation can often bring us into these difficult states of flight, fight, or frozenness. Yeah. 
So just being aware that if you've experienced trauma in the past, I get this a lot, that many people who've experienced trauma are unable to meditate and then feel bad. Oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. That's just the trauma that's that's coming up. So have self-compassion, have self-love, as we've just been talking about here in those situations, and begin to work with meditation in a trauma-informed way that allows you, invites choice, uh, invites transparency. It gives you awareness of, of what's coming up without trying to force you beyond your limits and your boundaries boundaries so that you find yourself being overstimulated and then in a flight or fight response and i think i would expand the meaning of a word meditation as well because i think it, it's not us only sitting quietly and oming our way through life but it's actually being present and aware of where we are emotionally and respond to what's going on around us rather than react because then that's the trauma speaking. It's the emotional issues speaking, things that come up from the past. But if we practice meditation awareness, then it's more of a response rather than reaction. Yeah, I think that's really great what you said there, Evelina, that shifting from reaction to response, that meditation or that conscious awareness just gives us, even if we just take a two to five second breath, Mm -hmm. two to five seconds just breathing before we react and then we can respond more consciously more aware and then start moving from those triggered states and then continuously reacting from triggered states and going around on a hamster wheel of trigger after trigger after trigger we can break the cycle by finding that two to five seconds if you just take two to five seconds just to be aware of the very fact that you're alive that you exist the infinite wonder of the universe if you just take two to five seconds just to recognize that you're alive that you exist then that can instantly change your perspective and the response will be very different to your reaction Mm. and because you've got more chances to actually respond rather than react which is what we're talking about which is really important because what's going on outside of us the external environment is not much we can do about that however we can very much do a lot about how we react what am I thinking? How do I want to respond? Or do I want to respond at all? Because sometimes there is a beauty in not responding mm-hmm. and walking away is about identifying, okay, what is the best way that I can take care of myself in this situation? Because sometimes it's easy to say like, I need half an hour to cool down and then we can talk about it. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's just another expression of self-love. But sometimes, sometimes creating space, sometimes not responding or reacting, just taking that time for yourself to sit down, be quiet, to find out what that emotional trigger is. That's a perfect example of self-love. And it, it might not be seen as that as self-love mm. by someone else. It might be seen as someone being ignorant or arrogant or it's someone else's trigger may come up and say, well, this person's yeah. walked away from me when really that's just exactly where you're in that part of your process so that radical self-acceptance of where you are in that process knowing where your limits and your boundaries are and that continued desire to heal and evolve and work out what it is that works for you how to communicate better how to be more aware of your emotions how to communicate even earlier before the trigger becomes a trigger when you just find it as a little discomfort that you're able to say hey i feel uncomfortable with what you just said rather than waiting 20 minutes and then bubbling up and then exploding there afterwards. So self-love has many different ways. It can be an Epsom salt bath, or it can be just (laughs) walking away from someone. 
when it's yeah, I mean, that's beautiful because it's that it can be ipsum salt buff, you know, but it can be actually actually walking away from someone. And like I said, it may trigger the other person. However, we are not responsible for that. That's their trauma speaking and their past conditioning, which is where self-awareness comes in, is understanding, okay, so this is where I'm at. It's nothing to do about the other person, it's all about me. And I think I was always says like I wish they were teaching this at school. <laughs> like I wish there was a curriculum, you know, at some point explaining how to cope with emotions and how to meditate and sit in silence. It's not something they were teaching in my school anyway. I don't know about yours, but no, that, that wasn't in my school for sure. But I do think that, that would have been highly beneficial for me. But I do you think that there's more and more of these types of programs and awareness is beginning to drip down into different education systems slowly bit by bit i think there's more awareness and i do think that the more that we can be aware of our emotions how we respond uh, being quiet with ourselves talking more about consciousness this can this can shortcut a lot of these paths which you or i or anyone else may have taken where we've mm. kind of run away from ourselves we can kind of just learn from the generations before and be like, okay, we all tried this. It's not working. Let's start becoming aware of this at three, four, five years old. And yeah, I do think that that would have a great different trajectory for future generations. Mm -hmm. And it's so, I find it like for most people, it's so difficult to be quiet with their own thoughts in a society when, where we are being bombarded with so many external stimulus. Social media is full of stuff. You've got the news, you've got the media, everything that's going on around the world. I find a lot of people find it very difficult to unplug mm -hmm. and find that inner peace within themselves. Yes. Question, yes. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> question would be, are your social media accounts benefiting you? Is watching the news benefiting you? Are these TV and media, are they benefiting you? And I'm not saying that they are or they aren't, but if, if the, the benefits are outweighing the negative part, then yes, continue to use that or consider changing your usage about that. Or even if you want to, deleting those accounts. Because if, if the, the negative effects of what that is happening from being involved in these different technologies is causing you to feel anxious, uh, depressed, separated, uh, feeling lonely, and giving you a false sense of security of connection when what you're really desiring is connection with nature, connection with a higher power, mm. connection with friends, with, with real family, with real conversations, sitting down in a cafe and having a coffee with someone or talking with someone going to a football match or whatever it may be, start creating those shifts and change in your life and don't allow what society says is how you live your life. Start creating your own life. Start creating your own energy and move forward with that because that will create infinite amounts of abundance it will create infinite amounts of, of happiness and peace when you start believing in yourself trusting yourself and again i've no investment whether it's do this or that it's just yeah. what is your truth find your truth and follow it because most of these news outlets most of the social media most of these other things that are in in our faces all the time they don't have our best interests at heart oh, absolutely don't, they're not. not here to empower you they're here to sell advertising to you they're here to create a product out of you and every time you continue like that you you just you're putting your own health and wellness at risk. Absolutely. And I think it takes courage to unplug, to do, to find your way. What's your truth? 
because I've had people, you know, uh, bumping against me for various things that I've decided about my life because they were against the social norms and expectations. But it was what benefited me because at the end of the day, it's my life. I have to live with myself 24-7. No one else have to face myself the way I have to face myself. And I think that's what people keep forgetting. Even if you've got, you know, like you are married, you've got children, husbands, wives, at the end of the day, the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship because you have to face yourself 24-7. No one else have to do it. So if social media uh, brings up the anxiety because you compare yourself to other people or you think, oh my God, I want to have their life or whatever that is for you, or you, you crave that connection, with other people, with um, nature. And I think we are so disconnected from nature the way we live these days. We live in concrete blocks. And then do what serves you. You know, ask yourself, what can benefit me here? Mm-hmm. You know, um, join some gardening club for all I like. You know, just find something that works for you. For me, I love nature. So I go sea kayaking and I do all sorts of things in nature. Water is my element. Hmm. So that's my, you know, um, healthy way of uh, connecting with uh, nature. But it took me time to get there, you know, to find something that I love doing. And, you know, it takes all the boxes for me because it keeps me fit. It gets me to meet people I'm out in the nature. I'm in water. I mean, it just takes all the boxes. But it's about finding what works for you, because what works for me may not work for you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's excellent. I think you know, what are you saying about finding what ticks your boxes? It's not, no one's going to create those boxes for you. No one knows mm. that better than you. And I just think that that you were talking about going out in nature and meeting and walking around with people. I think there's, there's many opportunities that arise for us to go and have these social events. Um, but I think it often can come up, especially if we're in a new place or we don't have many friends or we're, we're a bit social anxious socially anxious Mm. i think that social anxiety can come up especially when we start to go out and try and meet people and do these things and those old patterns traumas and behaviors i'll just turn us around we'll go back to the house and we'll put the tv on and we'll just stay in because it's safer there we don't want to go outside but inside there's that inner child that 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 joyful aspect of yourself that just wants to go out and play so yeah it's okay if those traumas come up it's okay if you don't want to do that but just be aware that as you shift through these, through whatever alternative healing modality or healing modality that you find, whether it be ayahuasca, plant medicines, trauma healing, hypnotherapy, or whatever it is, that can help us with those blocks to finding that connection. Because once we find that connection with ourselves, we can overflow and we can more easily find that connection with others. If we're completely isolated and alone from ourselves, if we're, we're drinking or we're numbing all those feelings and those pain, we're just numbing that anxiety. Then when we go into those situations, which can create an increase in anxiety, like a social situation or an event or a party or things like that that can then increase the levels of anxiety and we just put more and more numbing agents on top Mm. of that. But then when we start to live at the root cause, that social anxiety begins to dissipate. You'd be able to go out without needing those substances. You're able to make true authentic connections, not just between someone who's numbing themselves from their true self and someone else who's numbing themselves from the true self, because that's not a real connection. It's two masks connecting with each other. Yeah. Take off the masks and allow the truth to come through. That can be uncomfortable, but it's also blissful and beautiful at the same time. And I think this is when you can actually foster true and meaningful connections with other people. 
because like you said, there's two people meeting and they both have their masks on. They may not even know it. And then if something happens and one of them strips the mask, you're like, oh my God, who are you? <laughs> you know, uh, because like my coach keeps saying, you know, I buy your bullshit and you buy my bullshit and we get mad at it. <laughs> And then unfortunately, if something happens along the way, it's like, oh my God, like I don't recognize you. Yes. And, you know, has happened to me when I, you know, when I split with my ex classmate, I was like, oh my God, like, who are you? So it's important to work on yourself and reconnect with your true essence, however you want to go about it. As we said, there's so many different ways that you can do it. But, um, and once you expand and become more aware, you cannot go back. It can It just doesn't. It just you cannot shrink back in. <laughs> like once you've expanded your awareness, you can only go forward. Yes, I I, I think we, what you said before about you know you you're the one who's living yourself, living with yourself twenty four seven. I think that's a good one for the audience to stick around with. And remember that that it's you that's living with yourself twenty four seven. And yeah, the more that you expand your consciousness, the more that you you start having these uh, awarenesses about yourself and and connect with different spiritual activities or even just health and wellness in whatever way that might be, relaxation, be more true, authentic version of yourself. The, the, the warning and the disclaimer to everyone out there is when you do that, like you say, you, you're not really able to go back to the old you and have as much fun. Once yep. you've seen that, once you've seen the kind of unconscious behaviors and patterning that's involved within your drinking or the promiscuity or whatever it may be, and then you have that awareness and you're like, oh, I just want to go back to the old me where it was just carefree, you won't experience or enjoy it the same because you know, you know too much. So that there's, I think there's a force within us that keeps us going forward. And I often find that if one person is aware of these things that are no longer good for them, and then they go backwards into these unconscious negative patterns, then the consequences within their life will show up to kind of have a bigger, bigger kind of sound on the radar that says, Hey, you're kind of off track. This is not where we're going. So it gets easier. Eventually we learn the lessons and eventually we, we continue on track. So I, th I think that our higher selves and the universe is always guiding us in that regard. Mm. And sometimes, like you said, we need to repeat our lesson a few times before we yes. get the message. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hands um, up. You know, I think I've, yeah, I've been there too. <laughs> hands up. <laughs> unfortunately uh but you know at the end of the day you do get the message and once you get it you cannot go back um like i've been so like so yeah i struggled with social anxiety which i didn't really know i didn't name it like this i didn't label as such uh because i didn't feel good enough and you know social anxiety was a huge thing for me when i was uh, growing up and and to, to kind of give you an example, like I'm in Norway currently, I don't speak Norwegian at all. And uh, to meet people, you know, I've signed to a local sea kayak club. You know, most of them speaks English, but not everyone. The thought of doing this when I was in my early 20s, I would be like, hell no. I would sit at home all day long. It's like, you wouldn't find me doing that. Absolutely not. But now for me to thinking like, go back to the way that I used to be like, oh my God, like I, I just couldn't. Like, you know, I've expanded so much that I'm only looking like, okay, what's forward for me? Where can I still grow and expand? Because I'm sure there's plenty that I can still do, you know, and grow and evolve. That's that's a lifelong journey for me. I think I will never stop. <laughs> that's great. Is it is it uh, cold doing the sea kayaking? 
sea kayaking? It can be. It can be if it's a really cold water. You know, I used to, um, I, I generally live in the UK, so the water's up very, very cold. But you do get, you do get used to it. You, you absolutely do. And I do a lot of water at the moment. It can be very cold. But it's, um, I don't know if you know about Wim Hof. He does a lot of uh, water. Yeah, so it's it's really beneficial to you. So And you do get used to So I absolutely love it. It's my element. Uh, but anyway, so I think that's a good way to end the conversation. But before we go, can you find where we can, can you tell me where can we find you? Yes, absolutely. Evelina, thanks for having me on the show. An absolute pleasure. You can find all about our work at www.casagalactica.com. That's casagalactica.com. And you can find about our ayahuasca retreats, our online trauma healing sessions, channeling sessions, intuitive readings, plus a whole bunch of intuitive mentorship courses and design and branding, everything here to help you heal and evolve. Thank you so much. And of course, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to contact me on the, the website via our contact form or book a free consultation. And we'll be happy to talk with you individually about how we can be of benefit to you at this particular moment in time. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for being here and I speak to everyone next week. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.